What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com Brighteon.tv Rumble.com Slash MG Show And won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go, one we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Wow, wow, wow. And welcome to the MG Show right here on rumble.com slash MG Show. TV. we're off for two weeks apparently. Uh, but we are on rumble.com slash MG Show and Red State Talk Radio and any of your favorite podcast sites except for Spotify. Without any further ado, we're listening in on the uh, Trump's Colorado ballot case at the U.S. Supreme Court. Shady, welcome. Thank you so much, everybody. It is February the 8th here, Thursday, and uh, we are also streaming live on Twitter slash X or Twix, however you want to refer to it. We are also there for you guys today. And we're on the right side of Twix, just so you know. We are. Uh, That's true. (laughs) And uh, then we will have Donald J. Trump speak after it, uh, after the uh, arguments as well. Um, But let's just go ahead and join them live right now. We've got... um, the Colorado Solicitor General speaking. Let's listen in. I think we're told that there are, are states that do not provide for any judicial review of a secretary's of state's determination. Is that incorrect? No, no, I think that's right. And I think there are some states that actually have no mechanism to come to, um, I think, Justice Kagan's point, or um, there are some states that don't have um, any mechanism to exclude a disqualified candidate from the ballot at all. And I do want to speak to that for just a minute about the um, the actual well, would that be of- constitutional if uh, the the Secretary of State's determination was final? I think so under our, uh, Article 2, the Electors Clause, Your Honor, that that would be constitutional. States get very broad authority to determine how to run their presidential elections. Could a state uh, enact a statute that provides different rules of evidence and different rules of procedure and different standards of proof for this type of proceeding? 
than for other civil proceedings? Uh, yes, Your Honor, I believe it could, under the same Elector's Clause power. That issue would be determined under perhaps a different constitutional provision, like the Due Process Clause, correct? Correct. The bounds of the Elector's Clause are other constitutional constraints, which would include due process, equal protection, First Amendment. What's the due process right? Does the candidate have a due process right? What's the liberty interest? I think it's um, not uh, very precisely defined in the case law, but I think there is a recognition that there is a, a liberty interest of a candidate um, and, and there is some due process interest in, in being able to access the ballot. I thought that was, I thought that was for voters. You, you for, think for the candidate too, that, there's, that it would be taking something away from the candidate? Certainly, yes. And I think a lot of times you see that in the First Amendment context where um, candidates can have an issue about com uh, being on the ballot, but it's sort of a hybrid, oftentimes, First Amendment, 14th Amendment um, qualifications clause all discussed together. Let me ask you a question about, just follow up to Justice Alito, you know, these decisions might be made different ways in different states. Maybe a Secretary of State makes it in one state with very little process, or a process more like Colorado's could be followed by others. Would our standard of review of the record vary depending on the procedure employed by the state? I think this court has tremendous discretion to decide its standard of review, and it might be based on the uh, process that was employed by an individual state. Um, I think you could exercise the independent review of Bose Corp um, that Mr. Murray talked about, or you could give deference where you have a full-blown proceeding like the one here that had all the protections of rules of evidence um, and cross-examination and things like that. You, I'm sorry. You think we should give deference in reviewing the factual record, the legal conclusions? What, <coughs> in other words, we shouldn't undertake a de novo review? Uh, I don't think the review should be de novo. Um, however, I'm, I am amenable to the suggestion that the court would do the Bose Corp type independent review that might provide greater certainty to states around the country as to what the court's position is on the factual record in this case. Of course, if it were not de novo review, we could reach disparate results even on the same record, right? Um, I, I think that's possible. I, I take it your position is that this disqualification is really the same as any other disqualification, age or residence or what have you. That's correct. And, and, and what if uh, I were to push back on that and say, well, this disqualification, number one, it's in the 14th Amendment, and the point of the 14th Amendment was to take away certain powers from the states. Number two, uh, Section 3 itself gives Congress a very definite role, which Mr. Mitchell says is interfered with by the ability of states to take somebody off the ballot. Um, and uh, maybe number three, it's just more complicated and more contested. And if you want more political. And why don't all of those things make a difference in our thinking about this qualification as opposed to any other? And so, Your Honor, I think the trouble with uh, categorizing the insurrection issue as, as necessarily more difficult is it's just uh, an assumption that's coming up, I think, because of this case. Um, and again, back to the Chief Justice's point, we could have a very easy case under the 14th Amendment with an avowed insurrectionist who, you know, came in and wrote on his paperwork, I engaged in an insurrection and violated the 14th Amendment. Um, and it would be an open and shut case as to whether or not that person would meet the qualifications to be on the Colorado ballot. Um, with respect to your other questions about the 14th Amendment, my positions are based on the assumption that um, under the 14th Amendment, the states have the power to enforce uh, uh, Section 3, just like they do other presidential qualifications. And I would defer to the electors' arguments on those points. Suppose a state that 
does recognize non-mutual collateral estoppel, makes a determination using whatever procedures it decides to adopt that a particular candidate is an insurrectionist. Could that have a cascading effect? And so the decision by a court in one state, the decision by a single judge whose factual findings are given deference, maybe an elected uh, trial judge would have potentially an enormous effect on the candidates who run for president across the country. Is that something we should be concerned about? Um, I think you should be concerned about it, Your Honor, but I think the concern is not as high as maybe it's made out to be in, in particularly some of the amicus briefs. And again, under Article 2, there is a huge amount of disparity in candidates that end up on the ballot on di different states in every election. Um, just this election, there's a candidate who Colorado excluded from the primary ballot who is on the ballot um, in other states, even though he is not a natural born citizen. And that's just, a, that's a feature of our process. It's not a bug. Um, and then I think with respect to the decision making, and, and you know, we're here so that this court can give us nationwide guidance on some of the legal principles that are involved. I think that reduces the potential amount of disparity that would arise between the states. And then with respect to the factual record and how that gets issued and implemented, um, states have processes for this. Um, and I think we need to let that play out um, and accept that there may be some messiness of federalism here because that's what the elector's clause assumes will happen. Um, and if different states apply their principles of, of collateral estoppel and come to different results, that's okay. And, and Congress is, can, can act at any time um, if, if it thinks that it's truly federalism. Justice Thomas, anything further? Justice Alito? Well, just one further question, and it's along the same lines of a lot of other questions. We've been told that if what Colorado did here is sustained, other states are going to retaliate and they're going to potentially uh, exclude uh, another candidate from the ballot. What about that situation? Your Honor, I, I think we have to have faith in our system that people will um, follow their election processes, processes appropriately, um, that they will um, take realistic views of what insurrection is under the 14th Amendment. Um, courts will review those decisions. This court may review some of them, um, but I don't think that this court should should take those threats um, too seriously in its resolution of this case. You don't think that's a serious threat? Um, I, I think we have We should proceed on the assumption that it's not a serious threat. I think we have institutions in place to handle um, those types of allegations. What, what are those institutions? Um, our our uh, states, their own electoral rules, the administrators who enforce those rules, the courts that will review those decisions, um, and up to this court to ultimately review that decision. Justice Sotomayor. Justice Kagan. Justice Kavanaugh. Justice Jackson, anything further? Thank you, counsel. Thank you. Rebuttal, Mr. Mitchell. Both Mr. Murray and Ms. Stevenson rely heavily on the electors clause and the authority that it gives the legislature of each state to direct the manner of appointing presidential electors. But that prerogative under Article II must be exercised in a manner consistent with other constitutional provisions and restrictions. And Justice Kagan alluded to one of those restrictions that might be imposed by the First Amendment, but there are others. A state cannot use its power under Article II's electors clause to instruct its presidential electors only to vote for white candidates. That would violate the Equal Protection Clause. 
but nor can it exercise its power in a manner that would violate the constitutional holding of U.S. term limits against Thornton. And they cannot use the Elector's Clause as an excuse to impose additional qualifications for the presidency that go beyond what the Constitution enumerates in Article 2. And the problem with what the Colorado Supreme Court has done is they have, in a way, changed the criteria in Section 3 by making it a requirement that must be met before the candidate who is seeking office actually holds the office, effectively moving forward in time the deadline that the candidate has for obtaining a congressional waiver. There has still been no answer from the Anderson litigants on how to distinguish the congressional residency cases, where the courts of appeals, not decisions from this court, but the courts of appeals in applying this court's holding in U.S. term limits have unanimously disapproved state laws requiring congressional candidates to show that they inhabit the state from which they seek election prior to election day. And there still, in our view, is no possible way to distinguish those from the situation below in the Colorado Supreme Court. Mr. Murray also invoked the de facto officer doctrine as a possible way to mitigate the dramatic consequences that would follow from the decision of this court that rejects the rationale of Griffin's case and that also agrees with Mr. Murray's contentions that President Trump is disqualified from holding office on account of the events of January 6th and that he's covered by Section 3 as an officer of the United States. This court's recent decisions in Lucia and Arthrex held that officers who were unconstitutionally appointed under Article 2 and that made decisions under the APA that were attacked as invalid, those decisions were still vacated and this court did not use any variant of the de facto officer doctrine to salvage the decisions that were made by these unconstitutionally appointed officers. There is no way to escape the conclusion that if this court rejects Griffin's case and also agrees with Mr. Murray's construction of Section 3, that every executive action taken by the Trump administration during its last two weeks in office is vulnerable to attack under the APA, and further, that if President Trump is reelected and sworn in as the next president, that any executive action that he takes could be attacked in federal court by anyone who continues to believe that President Trump is barred from office under Section 3. I'm happy to answer any other questions that the court may have. Thank you, counsel. Thank you. The case is submitted. The Honorable Court is now adjourned until Friday, the 16th of February at 10 o'clock. Wow. Okay. So uh, no decision. They heard everything. Uh, pretty interesting, Shady. Yeah, pretty interesting. The, uh, the, the way that they're talking, you know, it's like the, uh, the, the prosecution or the, the plaintiff or whatever acting like that there's something that has been a conviction, that someone has been convicted of something that in case anyone has missed that. No, Donald Trump has not been convicted of anything in any state or any jurisdiction or court whatsoever. And so you can't yeah. get up there and make the argument that you can throw him off the ballot because he's an insurrectionist because there is no conviction that proves that he's an insurrectionist. And do you see how dangerous it is that the, the people that may have actually done the insurrection, do you see how dangerous this is for Donald J. Trump, Shady Groove? And the evidence that we have pointing to the people that have done this and they're all in jail and they're all, you know, buying stuff on Amazon and wearing helmets that say kill the deep state and, you know, proud boys and oath keepers all connected to certain people. We have a problem, folks. We have a major well, they problem. It, they made it look like an insurrection. That's the problem. The problem is yeah. all these people, these, these uh, people that were, you know, playing military games out there on the, the lawn of Capitol that day. 
made it really look like to the rest of the public with the help of the mainstream media, like Donald Trump did incite an insurrection on January the 6th. That's the issue. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. So there was, there was something in there uh, as well that's very interesting. Uh, let me go back to it because we didn't have the whole comment section here or the whole thing here. So listen to this, guys. Let's listen to this. Check this out. Congress enacts a quo warranto um, provision that would allow a, a state, or I guess it doesn't really matter for this purpose, even, even a federal prosecutor, to bring such an action against him to remove him from office mm -hmm. in the quo warranto way. Wouldn't that be in some tension with impeachment? He would be extracted from office outside of the process of impeachment. Couldn't then President Trump simply say, well, the only way to get me out of office is the impeachment process and not this quo warranto action? So I don't know how that would play out because the quo warranto actions that were brought that I'm aware of under the 1870 Enforcement Act were against state officials. And Your Honor's impeachment hypothetical would apply not only to the president, but any federal officer of the United States. I know. So I don't know how that played out in the courts and whether anyone ever tried to argue that impeachment was the exclusive remedy for... Well, I don't think anybody did argue it. I guess what I'm asking is, you know, you said it's Congress's exclusive province. And yes. you also said that it has to apply, you know, after one is holding office, is elected. And I'm asking whether then the implication of your argument is that Congress could not enact such provision that applied against federal office holders that were covered by Section 3 as opposed to state ones. I believe they could. And the impeachment clause says that the president, the vice president, and all civil officers of the... All right, so if you listen carefully there, uh, very interesting remark by Amy uh, Coney Barrett. If they're they're going to say he could if they if they're going to say he could stay on the ballot. Congress will have to enact a, uh, and change a law to add this to the impeachment. So when Trump is elected, they'll try to remove him with this clause. That is, if it becomes law. So this is you know these people are panicking. Shady Groove. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like you said, uh, even the judges mentioned Donald J. Trump was never charged or found guilty of anything called insurrection and uh, and uh, no one else really that's been prosecuted has been convicted of insurrection so you know like this is this is a complete like you said th this is like it looks like they're setting something up and that's an interesting pr pr point that she was making right there because that kind of gives us an idea of what it is that they're trying to set up because i th i think that they're realizing at this point there's no way they're going to stop him from winning the election so they've obviously got to come up with some other ideas and plans and schemes in the background and I would imagine that this would could very easily be one of them. Yeah, I would like to, you know, uh, Proud Boys leader was sentenced for 22 years for seditious conspiracy. Um, you know, that's damn near insurrection. Uh, so we just got to, you know, uh, is sentenced for more than three years. There's another one, three years. Uh, seditious conspiracy means uh, extremist Mark Groove. Okay, so basically, you know, damn near insurrection shady groove is is what they were charged with and they are serving time and all those people that are indicted in serving time have close ties to people that we've been talking about on the mg show shady Groove. and i'll give you three stars in general if you can figure it out and also you might win a pet rock <laughs> i love a pet rock yeah yeah so very very interesting guys and you know I, I we need to have this and you know you you guys say you know and we did too like you know 
that January 6th forum, the only thing wrong with what they've been saying about the Proud Boys and Flynn and Stone and all the other thing, in my opinion, is saying that they're close with Trump. That is the narrative that needs to die because it's dead. They are not close to President Donald J. Trump, Shady Groove. In fact, again, if you saw that documentary, I was there that day where Roger Stone was at Mar-a-Lago. He was sitting at a member table. He wasn't sitting or dining with Donald J. Trump. He came up to, to Roger Stone, and after he saw Roger Stone, he shook my hand just like he did Roger Stone's. He is not close to President Trump. He's a nobody. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, a, a, no, a number of the uh, different instances that have occurred out there are pretty, uh, um, pretty incredible whenever you dig into the court cases uh, to begin with to see what these people were doing. Whenever you look at what they're doing and you read it on paper, it looks really bad. And then what they want to do is they want to take all this stuff that they have on paper and somehow connect it to Donald Trump, that Donald Trump incited these people. He directed these people to do what they did on January 6th. That's the leap that everyone is making. We can't make that leap. I don't think that. Jeff doesn't think that. I'm almost 100% certain that the reason that we're on to these people is because this is what they were doing. And Donald Trump wants them exposed for the truth of the matter at the core of it before we get closer to that election. Every day, they are losing ground to this narrative because they realize, number one, not only are they not close to Donald Trump, but they realize that this whole game that they set up is going to eventually, in the long run, be seen as exactly that, the game that they set up to try to frame Donald Trump for insurrection. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you've got the panic with Tucker Carlson coming out, wanting to do a interview with uh, Putin. You've got Seb Gorka, who is mentioned in Q posts as a uh, uh, be careful who you follow <laughs> because of his uh, uh, MAGA coalition ties. Seb Gorka came out and says, uh, I remember when Americans didn't go to PR for KGB colonels. Well, without being agents of the Kremlin. Oh, really? So, and he's retweeting Ian Miles Chiang. Now, if you guys recall, Sebastian Gorka was a never Trumper, guys. His wife was on Cruz's uh, campaign team as a uh, political advisor, Shady Group, security advisor. And they're the wheel of the MAGA coalition. And, you know, it, it's just, guys, it, it, we've known about Gorka. He blocked me back in what, 2019, Shady? He was garbage, Gorka, yeah. And what was, yeah. what was the quote right there from him real quick? Say that again. He said what? He says, I remember when Americans didn't do PR for KGB colonels, well, without being agents of the Kremlin. Okay, so that means that Charlie Rose of PBS and Barbara Walters, to mention two, are Kremlin assets because they interviewed Vladimir Putin. Is that what that means, Seb? Seems like it. But he's, you know, wow. so this is interesting. So you know how so you know how they're eating their own? You know, they're turning on their own? I'd like to play this from somebody that's actually... Why can't I make it busy? I can't make it bigger. Uh, darn it. Oh, well, we can All see right. it. All right, so here we go. Can you see it? Let me see. Here we go. Day. I've got a hit in a couple of minutes, so I don't have a lot of time to get into this nonsense uh, with these, you know, just totally over the hill, you know, kind of past their prime, no influence types like Gorka, but it, it, bears repeating because a lot of this is new to some people and you know i think that once people understand that 
there are infiltrators within the MAGA movement. There are infiltrators within the America First movement, uh, some of whom apparently title their show America First. So earlier today, Sebastian Gorka came out in an unhinged rant against Tucker Carlson for interviewing uh, Vladimir Putin. Interview hasn't come out yet. We have no idea what the content is. Um, but Gorka decided to accuse Tucker unilaterally of being an agent of the Kremlin uh, and accuse him of being a traitor. Uh, Gorka, who is himself um, not an American, uh, Gorka, who has constantly, constantly propagandized for the Ukraine war, someone who has sold Vladimir Zelensky t-shirts on his website, again, which he calls America First. I don't know what's America First about foreign wars. And, you know, really has this sort of enormous self-regard for talents that he just doesn't have and the accomplishments of others that he claims, um, like claiming to have written Trump's Warsaw speech, not true, claiming to have written Trump's UN speech, also not true. Um, again, you know, this is one of the reasons that President Trump fired him from the White House, uh, kicked him out, kicked him to the curb where he had to um, take his boxes from the White House into his four-cylinder Mustang. And there is a reason that President Trump fired this guy. And there's a reason why President Trump fired a lot of guys, Poso. Uh, like, you know, uh, the Scaramucci play. You know, there's uh, we went through all the people that President Trump has fired. Now, it's very interesting because he's almost projecting a little bit, maybe not Russian, but maybe Mossad, possibly, you know, microchip and, you know, the whole plot against Q. But now they're kind of turning on each other in a way. I find it interesting, Shady. Yeah, I, I find that very interesting. And, uh, you know, it's it's also interesting to note whenever you dig in a little bit to the interest that Seb Gorka has in Ukraine and the way that he kind of went along with a number of the narratives way back before that first impeachment regarding uh, what was going on over there. Oh, it's really just nothing. Oh, we're trying to, to help the people of Ukraine. Well, really, now we see what was really going on there with the military industrial complex and the way that they were retrofitting all of these bases out of the Cold War. And what was the the uh, the motivation there? The motivation there was to incite Russia. And that's exactly what they've been doing over the last, what, 15, 20 years or something by crossing over the border, uh, sending different stuff in there and doing military operations against the people in eastern Ukraine. Not to mention the coup that happened in 2013. Seb Gorka has a lot of interest in that area, but I find it very strikingly odd that they're starting to go after themselves. He didn't talk about Steve Bannon having to leave with his boxes, did he? No. In fact, uh, President Trump has just uh, walked out. Let's, the let's, Supreme Court let votes on it. Uh, they need to. There's no way we're Here letting three million plus people in the last, uh, you know, why well, are living on the streets and they're living in and in, in, in public government funded Spanish watching court. It was a beautiful thing to watch in many respects. It's unfortunate that we have to go through a thing like that. I, I consider it to be more election interference by the Democrats. That's what they're doing. Uh, the good news is we're leading virtually every poll. We're leading uh, the I don't even know if we have any more. I'm not sure that we even have a Republican candidate, somebody running, but not making any impact. So as you know, we won Iowa, we won New Hampshire in records, and each one a record. Uh, we think we're going to do very well. I'm heading out right now to Nevada for the caucus and uh, the caucuses, and uh, I think we're going to do very well there. All polls indicate we're in the 90s. 
maybe more than the 90s. Uh, we certainly did well in a primary that didn't matter, where they voted very nicely. And we have tremendous support from the people of our country. Uh, they hate what's happening at the border. They hate what's happening. Just generally, we're not a respected country anymore. We're laughed at all over the world. They're laughing at us. And they hate what's happening. They hate seeing it. They love our country. They wanted to come back. And we're going to do that. If you think about it, had the results of the election been different, that would be nice. Uh, you wouldn't have the Ukrainian situation with Russia. You wouldn't have had, you would not have had an attack on Israel which was so horrible. You uh, would not have had inflation. You wouldn't have China talking about Taiwan. You wouldn't have any of the problems that we have today. And you certainly had a, a broke Iran, and now you have a very rich Iran. Iran was broke when I left. They had no money to give to Hamas. They had no money to give to Hezbollah. And now they, were, now they have 200 billion. Plus, as you probably know, people don't like to admit it, they certainly control Iraq. And Iraq has another 300 billion. So you have a very, a very rich group of, comp of countries. And uh, as you know, Iraq should have never happened. That was a balance against Iran. And we blew out the balance. And now Iran has essentially Iraq. And Iraq doesn't like saying that, but that's the way it is. And uh, it's a shame. The world is in tremendous danger. We're in danger of possibly a World War III. And we have a man who's absolutely the worst president in the history of our country can't put two sentences together. He's not going to be able to negotiate with Putin or Xi or Kim Jong-un, North Korea. Not going to be able to negotiate with anybody. All he knows how to do is drop bombs all over the place, meaningless bombs, except they kill a lot of people. It costs a lot of money. Every time you see a bomb, it's another million dollars. And it actually sets us back. We have peace through strength. This should not be happening. The Middle East is blowing up. It's blowing up. And a lot of people are being killed, and it's so unnecessary. So I just say that uh, in watching the Supreme Court today, I thought it was very, it's a very beautiful process. I hope that democracy in this country will continue. Uh, because right now we have a very, very tough situation with all of the radical left ideas, with the weaponization of uh, politics. They weaponize it like it's never been weaponized before. It's totally illegal, but they do it anyway. And it has to stop. Every one of the court cases that I'm involved, every single one, civil, whether it's the attorney generals or the district attorneys, you look at Fani in Georgia. They had many meetings with the White House and with the DOJ. They went there, eight hour meetings. That was all staged. That was a phony hoax, and now you look at it, and it is a phony hoax. And hopefully, that case will be dismissed in short order. It's a, it's a disgrace to this country. But they work together with the Justice Department and the White House, and not supposed to do that. Every one of these cases you see comes out of the White House. It comes out of Biden. It's election interference, and it's really very sad. Uh, I thought the presentation today was a very good one. I think it was well received. I hope it was well received. You have millions of people that are out there wanting to vote and they happen to want to vote for me or the Republican Party, or whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. But I'm the one running and we are leading in every poll. We're leading in the uh, local polls, in the state polls, and we're leading in the swing state polls. And we're leading very big in the national polls. So it's been a very great honor. We love the country. 
I think the reason we have such big leads, frankly, is that they loved four years of us compared to the three years plus the three years that they've gone with Biden, where you have open borders, you have crime. Nobody's ever seen crime like this, what's happening. And now the crime is being committed, much of it by the migrants that have come in illegally to our country. Uh, I was wondering about that. I said, you know, a lot of these people come out of jails, they come out of mental institutions, they come out of places that you don't want to know about. We don't even know where they come from. We don't know who they are, where they are. They're being dumped in from mental institutions, from prisons and jails. And many terrorists are coming into our country. We're going to be paying a big price. They have to stop it. They have to close the border. By the way, the president can do it just by saying, I want the border closed. I closed the border. We have the safest border in the history of our country. Now we have the most unsafe border in the history of the world. There's never been a, a country with a border like this, not even a third world country. So uh, we are, again, we're going out to Nevada right now. We'll be out there. Some of you are going to be out there with us. Otherwise, your colleagues will be. And hopefully we're going to have a big night caucus tonight. We're going to have a very big night. We expect to have a very big night. Uh, the Virgin Islands, as you know, are also very much in play today. So we'll be hearing about them sometime during the day or later on in the evening. And it's an honor to have you at Mar-a-Lago. I hope you like it. Uh, it's worth a little more than $18 million. There's another case. It says worth $18 million. I said, uh, which, uh, which cabin are we talking about? <laughs> But that's the kind of that's the kind of justice we have when they say that to try and build up a case. That was a shame. But that gave up so much when they said that that gave up so much that Mar-a-Lago is worth 18 million dollars. They had it appraised for, as you know, 50 to 100 times that amount. But we have a judge. That's what he said. And he's supposed to be ruling on me. But who knows? Maybe he'll be fair. I doubt it. But maybe he'll be fair. So I want to thank everybody. And by the way, we proved that case 100 percent five times over. That case is 100% proven, five times over. We've never seen anything like it. He just wouldn't dismiss it, no matter what. Shouldn't be there. It should have been in the commercial division. Anyway, uh, it's an honor to have you. I look forward to having you again, and I'll probably see you out in Nevada. Thank you very much. The U.S. Supreme Court is said to be broadly skeptical in early reporting about the effort to try and kick you off the ballot. Having said that, though, speak to the argument, legal and otherwise, that your detractors have made leading up to the day. And it's an argument that was given voice by Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, not one. All right, I got it. I got the gist. No question. Yeah, I got the gist. President Trump is practically yes. and morally responsible for okay. both the events of the day. He doesn't say that anymore. So let me just tell you that I heard and I watched. And the one thing I'll say is they kept saying about what I said right after the insurrection. Because I think it was an insurrection caused by Nancy Pelosi. This was an insurrection, if it was an insurrection, which there were no guns, there were no anything except for the fact that they shot Ashley Babbitt. Somebody from least four shot Ashley Babbitt. So unnecessary, so sad, so horrible. But there were no guns, there were no anything. But if you take a look at my words, right after, you take a look at my speech from the Rose Garden, which was very shortly after, or you take a look at my, I'm only on truth now, but at that time we were tweeting and I was on Twitter. If you take a look at those five or six tweets, you will see very beautiful, very heartwarming statements. Go home, the police are doing their job, etc., etc. Beautiful statements. 
if you see my statement made in the Rose Garden, I think you have to watch that because today they said the words of Trump. Now, if you take a look at the words of Democrats over the last period of time, look at Schumer's statement about the Supreme Court on the steps of the Supreme Court. He sounded like a mob boss. Take a look at uh, any of them. Take a look at any. We, we put together a tape of vicious, violent statements made by Democrats. Nobody brings that up. Take a look at Maxine Waters and the vicious statements that she made. I didn't do that. I said peacefully and patriotically. The speech was called peacefully and patriotically. It's pe peacefully and patriotically. He said I said bad statement. It was the exact opposite. So I think you should take a look at the statements that I made uh, before and after, and you'll see a whole a whole different uh, dialogue. Mr. President, Mr. President, you just mentioned Chinese President Xi. Uh, you said that you were going to impose 60% tariffs to get back in office. Can you explain your rationale there? We want to bring business back to the U.S. They're stealing our business. They're taking our business at levels that nobody's ever seen before. By doing that, we bring business back, manufacturing back to the United States, which I was doing. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars from China. No president had ever taken in 10 cents, not 10 cents. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars and jobs were coming back. I was saving steel companies. Now they are blowing it. When I see U.S. steel being bought by Japan, what a sad thing that is to me. What a sad thing that is. So we want to bring jobs back. Very simple. Thank you. Mr. President, do you still have confidence in Speaker Johnson after the failed mayoral campaign? Because it looks like he's going to be I do have confidence in him, yeah. I very much do. I think he's very, he's a very good man, and I have great confidence in him. Why is Nikki Haley still in the race when you're dominating in the polls? Oh, I love that question. Thank you very much. You just said it. Uh, I don't know why she continues, but let her continue. Uh, we have a big one coming up, as you know, in South Carolina. And the polls are indicating that we're we're through the roof on that one. We're, we're leading by, I guess, 35 percent, 35 points. Uh, so I don't know. I think she hurts herself, but I think she hurts the party and in a way hurts the country. But it seems to be dying. She did poorly in Iowa. She did very poorly in uh, Iowa, actually. She came in third place. Ron DeSantis beat her, although you wouldn't know that if you listened to her speech. Uh, she did poorly in uh, New Hampshire. She did poorly no matter where she went. I, I don't know how the results aren't in yet from the Virgin Islands, but I know she's playing it very hard. And in Nevada, she she lost to no name. She had a no name and she lost by, I guess, 40 points. So uh, I don't know why she continues, but she's a... Uh, you know, I, I don't really care if she continues. It's, uh, it's. Uh, I think it's bad for the party. I think it's actually bad for her too. Mr. President, thank you for having us on. Thank you. Thank you. Um, given that the battle is over presidential Well, I can say presidential immunity, which we'll be talking about because that will be upcoming, is very, very for a president to have. If a president doesn't have immunity, he really doesn't have a presidency. Uh, he can be uh, he can be told to do things that he would never do. He can do really bad things for our country. Presidential immunity is imperative. It's going to be very, very important. And I'd rather talk about that next week. But there is nothing more important to a presidency than immunity. 
because they have to be free to make decisions without saying, oh, if I do this or if I do that, as soon as I get out of office, we're going to be indicted. We're going to have trouble. And the other party will do that. I think we've seen that. They've done that. There's some very bad people. And you have an opposition party and they will do things that are very bad. If you don't have immunity, you can be blackmailed. You can be, as a president, they'll say, if you don't do this, this, and this, we're going to indict you as soon as you leave office. You cannot allow a president to be out there without immunity. They don't have immunity. You don't have a presidency. You lose all, excuse me, you lose all, you lose all form of, of free thought and good thought. And you probably weaken the presidency to a point that it was never supposed to be weakened. It would be a very bad thing for our country. We'll be talking about immunity in the coming weeks. Mr. President, how confident are you that you will be treated fairly? And how much sort of time do you have decision? Well, I'm a believer in our country, and I'm a believer in the Supreme Court. Uh, I listened today, and I thought our arguments were very, very strong. Uh, an argument that uh, is very important is the fact that you're leading in every race, you're leading in every state, you're leading in the country against both Republican and Democrat. And Biden, you're leading in the country by a lot. And can you take the person that's leading everywhere and say, hey, we're not going to let you run? You know, I think that's pretty tough to do, but uh, I'm leaving it up to the Supreme Court. Thank you all very much. Enjoy it. Thank you. There you have it, guys. Donald J. Trump uh, speaks live after the hearing at the Supreme Court in the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, and it looks like they're skeptical. Uh, the Supreme Court is skeptical about um, this ruling. Uh, so let's see what happens. Uh, it looks like they're going to reconvene on Friday. So it looks like that's when we might hear the judgment. Maybe we'll hear it today sometime. I'm not sure. But Trump is off to the Nevada caucuses. If you're in Nevada, make sure you get out there and caucus for Donald J. Trump. Uh, 90%. He's thinking, wow, guys. Wow. Shady Groove. <laughs> I think that he might hit it. It's very interesting there right there. Didn't you really just love that? Just, just the atmosphere of Donald Trump standing there and every reporter screaming questions at him from left and right all the way around. And they all ask, the sa they all ask a question at the exact same time. And now let's compare and contrast that to the Joe Biden press conference very recently where the uh, Joe Biden was sitting there murmuring and stammering and not even able to articulate what he's saying to the point that the press being completely silent pipes up and reminds him of Hamas, what he is talking yeah. about. They're helping Joe Biden. They're like literally giving him the answers to the test in real time. That's the nice comparison yeah. and contrast there. Yeah, I think that was very, uh, he held himself well, but did you hear him talk about January 6th, guys? You understand, right? You understand yes. that, you know, because we're not making a decision and talking loud on Twitter because we might be afraid that we might make somebody mad. <sighs> This is this is huge, folks. He did not it incite is. the insurrection. You have a movie of a gentleman that planned the whole damn thing. Pretty much. But that's AI. That's AI. And, and and then admitted to it, bragged about it, and then uh, after bragging about it, being so happy and enthusiastic about his accomplishments, declaring that it was an AI. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I oh, have a uh, uh, I have a little 
Donald, Donald Trump being close to Roger Stone in is in fact AI. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I got a little graphic for you guys uh, to show you the comparison here because this is this is pretty stunning. Whenever you look at it, this is this is what we're looking at right now, guys. Th th these are the polls in Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Missouri, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. The uh, little bit of yellow is the unknown, undecided. And you can see there Trump with a commanding lead, almost 90% in most of the uh, most of those different districts there. So we have nothing really to worry about as far as um, what Nikki Haley is trying to do. Pretty funny, actually. Yeah. yeah, and Arabella Advisors. Let's let's point to the people that are funding her as well. Let's keep that in the front of mind. Uh, but they're yep. going to lose again. Uh, it's it's very 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 interesting, guys. Um, and we have a. We have something on Arabella Advisors, guys, uh, in hour number two. I guess we'll we'll hold that off to hour number two. But let's go quickly back to the oh and Zinfa. Thank you very much. Uh five uh five dollar rumble rant letting us know that SCOTUS returns on Friday the sixteenth. Excellent. Excellent. Correct. Thank you very much. And uh that's that may be, I, I don't know when they will do the ruling. You know, will it be Friday or will it be, you know, sooner? I'm not sure. Um, but you know, just we'll keep an eye on it guys. But it looks like, looks like to me that, you know, from listening to a lot of this, you know, it's kind of boring in a way, but listening to a lot of this, it looks like they're a little skeptical and ruling in favor of, uh, keeping Trump off the Colorado ballot. It, you know, so let's just, let's just see what happens would, guys. Wow. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, well, uh, you know, by, by the, the way that they were questioning, they, they were, uh, you know, on most of them seemed like they were on the side of the idea that you're taking away the choice of the people to make a choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, and we've Which got is, severe panic shady group with this interview coming up tonight at 6 PM Eastern standard <laughs> time on Tucker Carlson. Let's watch the one that sold uranium to Russia. The one that could like, would be yeah. afraid that, that Putin would actually talk about her honestly panic in yeah. dc you mean you mean not not like not like the one that gives the five hundred thousand dollar right the first american i'll say journalist uh to interview putin since the war in ukraine mm -hmm. began what does that tell you about tucker carlson and right-wing media and also vladimir putin well it shows me what i think we've all known he's what's called a useful idiot i mean if you actually read translations of what's being said on russian media they make fun of him I mean, he's like a puppy dog. You know, he somehow has, after having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Uh, so I don't see why Putin wouldn't give him an interview. <laughs> Tucker Carlson? Wow. Shady, I, uh, we're on a little bit of a delay. Sorry about that. You were saying? <laughs> That's just so funny. Well, I was saying, Jeff, that, uh, you know, it's very interesting the way that her perspective is because don't we have, don't we have history of that with uh, Bill Clinton? Oh, oh, wait, Bill Clinton receiving $500,000 for a Moscow speech from a Russian investment bank with links to the Kremlin that was promoting Uranium One stock at the time. Rosa Tom and the U.S. government were making promises intended to ease the concerns about ceding control of the companies 
assets to Russians. I'm sure Hillary Clinton didn't have anything to do with that. That was just all you, yeah. right, Bill? Yeah. Uh, hey, Shady, uh, leave me alone. Uh, and Bob Mueller, remember, he, he actually delivered a sample on, on the tarmac. Oh, oh, but didn't you guys instruct him to do that? Uh, no, 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 Shady, uh, that's not true. <laughs> that's not what my research says. There are 39 drops regarding Uranium One, guys. Uh, you won. So Clinton Foundation, Soros, journalist, director, Africa, SA, SAPs, China, Russia, Uranium One, Hussein, director, Benghazi, uh, MB, uh, Muslim Brotherhood, CIA assets, crimes against humanity, route, Huma, Wiener, backup, nothing is ever truly deleted. Threats, blackmail, and bribes, Shady Groove. Mm -hmm. Here's another oh, one. My. Think HRT, Russia, reset statement, Russia, think Hussein, I'll have more flexibility after the election. Hot mic statement to Russia Depot regarding Q to Hussein regarding Putin. Think Hussein, White House refusal to send weapons to Ukraine. Our Congress push to assist, but instead sent only blankets. Remember that, Shady Grove? Uh, think D's attacks regarding POTUS for failure to protect Ukraine uh, against Russian aggression. Impeachment. What advanced weapons did POTUS send to Ukraine? Two plus two equals six. Define projection. Think the one point. 800 million so 1.8 billion shady white hussein white house ukraine which bank think usaid ukraine think wwaid ukraine think you won sale of u.s uranium to russia sold out to benefit russia for personal financial gain risked u.s national security for personal financial gain how was the payment made to u.s persons think ukraine think iran russia and iran allies Russia, Iran, and China allies, U.S. poll corruption, China, U.S. poll corruption, Ukraine, U.S. leverage on behalf of U.S. poll corruption, Russia, U.S. poll corruption, Iran, common denominator, China, Russia, and Iran, closed financial systems, logical thinking. And there's 39 guys, 39 on you one, Iran, Russia. What are you seeing in the news, Shady Groove? Russia, and excuse me, Iran is now rich again when we had them cut off. Is there something more that they're doing in favor of Russia, in favor of Iran, because they are afraid of getting caught, Shady Groove? That's my question. Yeah, we're in the middle of watching a cover-up, right? You're in the middle of watching all of these globalist assets who've been thinking that they can manipulate every foreign leader, every country, every governing body, anybody that they want to. They can just come out and manipulate you. You're seeing that become uncovered now one step at a time. I realize it is slow and methodical, but it is happening. And as, as the, uh, the hypocrisy becomes more and more clear to more and more people, they get more and more in the corner. And that is exactly what this process that we're going through is to do. It's to put this 20% of people who are manipulating you through the media and through this globalist thing in the damn corner where they belong so that 80% of the rest of us can get along with our lives and get past it. Mueller will face charges regarding Uranium One. He's working to save himself, guys. We've had all this, folks. We understand all of what's going on with Uranium One, with Canada, with everybody. So billionaires, 187, five eyes. Safety house build, U1, funnel, Canada, X, Q. Wow, guys. 39 posts, layers, Uranium One, Iran, human traffic, Haiti, corruption, et cetera, et cetera. Who's involved in all of this in general? <laughs> the same one. 
Server of JA, truth exposed, SR, Ds are in crisis mode. Awan is bigger than you can imagine. Putin, Uranium One will come out post-summit. They will try to apply artificial MSM heat to cancel. These people are corrupt beyond belief. America for sale, sold out. That one said a lot. Yeah. Wow. And wow, Shady Grove, you know, the, the, the bribes, the kickbacks, the, you know, all the different things. What does U1 provide, right? What, do, what if U1 material ended up in Syria? And it did. You know, where did the U1 material end up? POTUS D-class Syria, Iran plus U1 connection. Where does the EU fit in? Sick. I mean, just look at these posts, Shady Grove. Wow. It gives us a timeline, Jeff. This is, this yes, is why everybody, this is, this is why all these people, these psyoping fools in the military are so triggered right now because they know that we are on the trail. Are we out there talking exactly about what it is at the center of their corruption? Not yet, but we're getting closer and closer every single day. And a big key part of it is to separate the idea that Donald Trump had anything to do with whatever it was that all of these other people were doing in coordination with Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police and the National Guard on January 6th, all outside of Trump's purview. They were going after the sitting president of the united states trying to get him to sign an insurrection act good lord knows what would have happened had he done so hey shady it looks like we have a little bit of a you know a different sound on our voice we do like a what do you mean? movie <laughs> oh <laughs> it happened the other day uh it looks like somebody's saying that our voices don't match our lips when we talk but hey, we'll oh, get that no. fixed up right away, guys. We're going to be back. Hour number two coming up. We're going to talk about Arabella Advisors is bigger than anything out there. Foreign billionaires. Boom. Shady, take it Stay away. Stay tuned. Hour <laughs> number two of the Matrix Groove Show live on Red State Talk Radio. Coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. Can you hear me? Can you hear me Hello, Patriots. Shannon Townsend here with the MG Show. We are live Monday through Friday from 12 to 2 Eastern Time on rumble.com slash MG Show, brighteon.tv, x.com, and Red State Talk radio listen guys jeff and i would like to thank each and every one of you so greatly for the support that you have given us over the last five years this has been a pretty incredible journey and i think that each and every one of you that have been with us understand what i mean by that we represent citizen independent journalism in america and we depend on you for that support we'd like to thank everybody out there for all of you done supporting my pillow also sovereign advisors and a number of the other different advertisers and sponsors we've had on this show you can also go here if you would like to support us and what we do at the mg show mg.show slash donate and here you can do a recurring donation if you would like that does donation each month in any amount that you would choose we like to really like really like that 17 dollar a month one that's really a fascinating number and then also you can do a one-time donation as well with some of the other options there we've been doing this for five years now everybody and i think we're going to be doing it for a little bit longer 
We are in it to save America and we're not going to be able to do it without your support. So please, if you would like to contribute and help the show, we would greatly appreciate it. And I will see you on the air Monday through Friday, live 12 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG show when you call. Many conventional health products claim to be good for you, but they may be contaminated with heavy metals, artificial chemicals, and toxins that could harm your health. Here at BrighteonStore.com, we believe your health and safety are our top priority. That's why we always go above and beyond to bring you the cleanest and highest quality nutritional supplements, superfoods, storable foods, preparedness items, and more. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com today. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. This is 
the basic law of life, and dear listeners, it is spiritual in its nature. If man failed to do everything in his power to protect his life, as a result of such neglect lost his life, then the destiny for which the soul came to earth would end there. Without life, a body or medium to function through spiritual attainment would be impossible, ladies and gentlemen. Spirituality would then be forfeited. You see, if man's life was threatened without cause on his part and he failed to do everything in his power to prevent death, he would then be guilty of three actual crimes. He would first of all permit the enemy to commit murder. Next, he would be committing suicide by failing to protect the most precious possession given to man by his Creator. And worst of all, he would end whatever his destiny might be, the purpose for which body, mind, and life had been given to him. And I believe it's to learn something. In one respect, man is forced to be a warring, not a murdering creature. And I might inject here that the Ten Commandments does not say in its original form, thou shalt not kill. It says, ladies and gentlemen, and you can check this, if you wish, go to the original Hebrew and Greek, it says, thou shalt not murder. So in one respect, man is forced to be a warring, not a murdering creature. From his birth, the law of self-preservation forces him to be on guard against every inimical force attempting to destroy him by one means or another. He must be on the alert to prevent man, natural forces, or his own carnal desires to betray him into acts of degradation. Man is a warring creature, but his war, I tell you, his war is an honorable war. It is one of protection, first himself, so that he may protect those he is responsible for, but in doing so must not take unfair advantage of others or be guilty of unrighteousness. The nature of this was and is actually spiritual. It is the battle of righteousness against evil. It is a war biblically spoken of as taking place in heaven because it is waged within man's spiritual nature. He fights to fulfill destiny and to finally create heaven on earth for himself and others who fight. By the war of righteousness, wherein there is no selfishness, he attains the consciousness which makes him a man, knowing both good and evil, having chosen good to attain the promised sonship. Notice, you must choose. 
You must choose. Each and every one of you listening to this broadcast tonight must choose, and you must choose very quickly. You might ask, is there actually a need for some form of evil in the life of man? Was this, together with some form of fear, ordained in the beginning? And I say nothing has been ordained, but if the divine law is to be fulfilled in the life of man, then it is certainly necessary that he, according to sacred concepts, become a crusader in God's cause, and not exist as a negative, effortless, uncreative, unproductive creature, a leech, a parasite upon the rest. The first command is that he must become a man in the true sense of the term, and this implies that he must prepare himself to meet the enemy that is ever alert to destroy the best that he has created. He must meet evil as the soldier meets the enemy. Doing this in the righteousness of his conscience neutralizes fear. Many of you call and ask me, Bill, aren't you afraid? My answer has always been and always will be no. No, no, and no. Boom. Boom. I know from where I have come, and I know where I am going. I know who I am, and I know that I possess a soul. I fear the actions of no man. I fear the judgment of no man. I fear only the judgment of my God. And I know that if I am doing what is right, I need not ever fear that judgment. And therefore, I am not afraid. But it looks like a lot of people are afraid of calling out the truth. And uh, But there's a lot of people right here at this show right now, like Pastor Chalet, Independent Sentinel, Ramblers, Infa, Independence, uh, Sandy's uh, not afraid. You guys, Moody's not afraid. Uh, Nancy, you're not afraid. And uh, you guys, you know, Red Pill Pusher, not afraid. Mikey Mariano, totally not afraid. Shady Groove, welcome back to hour number two. And they are the most unafraid audience on earth, absolutely, because they understand not only the importance of the message and what we're all doing here, not only the importance of Donald Trump, not only the importance of the country, but the importance of the conversation. We're supposed to be allowed to have a conversation. If you are in a military battalion, guess what you're not really allowed to have? Conversation. You're not really allowed to talk back to your authority. You're not really allowed to dismiss what it is that they have to say. I find that very interesting, the way that we're being talked to by a number of these individuals that are in these positions acting as if we don't, we're not allowed to think what we want to think. Yes, we are, and that's exactly what we're fighting for here, the ability for everyone to think what it is they would like to think. I'm sorry, you've been debunked. I was not <laughs> debunked. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, they will do everything they can to try to hurt you and your opportunity to actually come to a conversation and talk like a real big boy, Shady Group. That's what they do. You know, we want to actually suss everything out, guys. We had an insurrection that looks totally pathetic. Okay. We understand. We understand the J6 commission, you know, might have, you know, stretched it, in my opinion, right? We all know this. You know, they're idiots because they're trying to tie these people who are not tied to Trump. Time or time to time the Trump guys speak mm -hmm. up. Your president mm -hmm. needs you. I'm afraid to say anything bad to Roger Stone or Brian Gamble or General Flynn. Why? Question. You know, it's it's very interesting because you know the state of Wyoming spoke up. The state of Wyoming had a, a 40 point loss for the 
one of the members of Congress that was inserting this idea that Donald Trump was in charge of an insurrection on the 6th of January. You're a lot more powerful than you think. And these morons that are yapping over there are literally less than 20% of your country. I know that doesn't seem like that. doesn't look like that, but they really are. I mean, we can now kind of see it in the polling. Uh, yesterday, a day before the polling was coming out for uh, Biden, and there's now saying that 22% of the people think that Biden is uh, mentally competent and doing a good job. That right there, my friends, is your brainwashed masses that the media is touting to lead you into more brainwashedness in the future, because that's who they're commenting on and who they're quoting. Yeah. And, you know, with this whole COVID scam, it was all just rinse and repeat. Uh, I, I yes. really want you to check this out. Uh, if you guys recall this, see, I'm old enough to remember this. And this is why, you know, my generation uh, basically stood up against all this COVID crap. So rinse and repeat. Let's just watch this real quick. One of the greatest medical scandals of the century, according to a leading health expert in Brussels. The Council of Europe health chief has accused major pharmaceutical firms of organizing a campaign of panic and unduly influencing World Health Organization decisions. And with European countries now burdened with bills for millions of unwanted doses of the swine flu vaccine, he wants an investigation. Our science correspondent Tom Clark has this report. Flu viruses can spread. 64,000 people dead, tens of thousands hospitalized, a country crippled by a virus. The predictions of the impact of swine flu on Britain were grim. The government's response, spending hundreds of millions of pounds on antiviral drugs and vaccines, adverts and leaflets. But 10 months into the pandemic, only 355 Britons have died. And globally, the virus hasn't lived up to our fears. Were governments misled into preparing for the worst? Politicians in Brussels are now asking for an investigation into the role pharmaceutical companies played in influencing political decisions that led to a swine flu spending spree. There must be a process to, to get more transparency how the decisions in the, in the WHO, how they function and who is influencing the decisions of the WHO and what is the role of the pharmaceutical industry there. I'm very suspicious about the processes which are behind this uh, pandemic. The Council of Europe Committee want the investigation to focus on the World Health Organization's decision to lower the threshold required for a pandemic to be formally declared. The world is now at the start of the 2009 influenza pandemic. When this happened in June last year, governments had to activate huge pre-prepared contracts for drugs and vaccines with manufacturers. They also want to probe ties between key WHO advisors and drug companies. Who is deciding what the risk is? Is it the pharmaceutical companies who want to sell drugs? Or is it someone making a decision based on the perceived danger? In this case, it appears that the danger was vastly exaggerated. And was it exaggerated by the pharmaceutical companies in order to make money? Our government, like many others, is now paying the price for being prepared. Citing commercial confidentiality, the Department of Health won't actually tell us how much swine flu vaccine they actually ordered. But it's thought contracts were signed for 90 million doses. Yet fewer than 4 million people in the UK have actually had the jab. Officials here and now in negotiation with their key supplier, GlaxoSmithKline, to see if they can't rewrite that very expensive contract. Britain is now trying to cancel orders for 60 million doses of the jab, but we're not the only country awash with vaccine. France ordered 94 million doses. It's now trying to cancel contracts for 50 million of those. Germany is trying to cancel orders for 25 million doses. 
The Netherlands has announced it will sell 19 million of the 34 million vaccines it ordered. Last month, an investigation by Channel 4 News raised serious questions about the government's decision to order millions of doses of the drug Tamiflu and the possibility of pharmaceutical industry influence on decision making. Today, the Department of Health defended its pandemic purchasing decisions, telling us in a statement they were based on independent scientific advice to ensure the country against the worst possible effects of a pandemic. You see that we've had this run on us before, Shader Groove, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why a lot of us in our generation stood up to it. You know, again, they had an investigation, but what happened with that investigation? You know, years later, we get this, you know, with the COVID. Same playbook shady groove it's it's unbelievable how much the same playbook it is and it's really unbelievable how much so many americans just took right to it especially the younger generations it was it was it was the younger generations who kind of pushed this forward the people that are out there currently having young children that are in their 25 to 30 year range that went along with all of this completely without even asking a question and our whole generation was sitting there going wait a minute what the hell are you talking about? When, when, when have you ever seen a vaccine for an adult? Stop it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, real quick, uh, just want to give you this, show you this. It's a, it's a you know, theory going out there. But um, on the left here is Taylor Swift, and on the right is Zena LaVey, who's a Satanist. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Pretty stark uh, similarity there you think mm -hmm. so what were you know this is you know what they're saying you know this is Zena LaVey who is a Satanist uh this is when she was on that show with Anton LaVey and somebody else that we j I just watched this recently Shady Groove you sent me an article that had it in it um yep. but yeah it's very interesting guys very uncanny resemblance mm -hmm. yeah and I'm not talking <laughs> about hairstyle <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. The eyes and nose and you know pretty much the whole likeness shady groove almost exact likeness yeah uh brian says twinsies yeah, kind of like that <laughs> wow that. yeah so i thought that was interesting and we got the super superb owl guys happening you know you've got you know apparently mayorkas had to come out and say uh asked a question about you know taylor swift protection or something to that effect yeah they got to protect their brand yeah <laughs> You know, it's like there. I, I saw somebody, somebody over there on the left was putting up a, uh, they put up a video yesterday uh, showing the crowd, the, the stadium full of Taylor Swift fans and saying that this is why MAGA was afraid. I'm thinking, oh yeah, we're really afraid of that stadium full of teeny boppers out there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know. You know, it's very interesting. You know, uh, let's see, here it is right here. Let's just, uh, uh, here it is. You seen any additional threats, any credible threats that are related to Taylor Swift? We uh, are extraordinarily vigilant when we bring 65,000 people together in a stadium, when we have 330,000 people visiting a city for a major sporting event, and when we have millions of people around the world watching it. Our priority is the safety and security of everyone in attendance, and that is what we are focused upon. And when there's an additional celebrity who will bring more attention, we are already at a heightened state of vigilance and fulfilling our responsibility just as we do every single day. You've seen any additional You know, so interesting that they had to come out and say that, Shady Grove. Very, very interesting. And that just proves that, you know, Taylor Swift is, in fact, not a PSYOP. <laughs> 
100%. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. 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 Taylor Swift is not a Look into my eyes. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. <laughs> exactly right. That's what I'm saying. Here they come. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, Shady. Uh, just craziness. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> you can get your Alex Jones for president shirt. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> you sure? You yeah. don't want that? Oh no, bro. I'm set. Thank you, though. Thank you for the the, the thoughts. I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> uh, make it stop, says Alchemist Zach. Here you go. Go ahead, Absolutely. Nate. Go ahead there and make a comment on that. No, no, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> what an offer. Yeah. Alex Jones for president. Ah, the whole yeah. <laughs> So it looks like uh, Senator Romney. Okay, so it looks like the Senate went to uh, go ahead and pass the uh, sixty billion for Ukraine and twelve billion yep. for Israel. I believe these are the seventeen GOP yays on the effort to break filibuster on the international age package. Caputo, Cassidy, Collins, <laughs> Collins, Corinran, Ernst, Grassley, Kennedy. McConnell, Moran, Murawski, Romney, Rounds, Sullivan, Thune, Tillis, Wicker, and Young. Sanders voted nay. Uh, and again, this was 16 Republicans voted yes. And look at those Republicans, guys. Kennedy. Grassley. Yeah, not on your side, wow. man. I mean, you know, I mean, th th this is just absolutely ridiculous. You know, you could, you could almost stop homeless in America with like 30 billion bucks. You could almost mm -hmm. <laughs> make everyone not homeless anymore. You could feed half the country with $30 billion for like three months or something. I mean, it, it, it's really, it's really insane. The amount of stuff that you could do with these finances and the amount of waste that we are seeing and what they're actually willing to do right in front of you. They don't really care that you can track down that the money that you're sending to Ukraine is literally just being like piled up in Zelensky's yacht somewhere. They're not really yeah. doing anything. They're losing big time. They're losing big time. And I see a lot of stuff uh, at Peruso. Go follow Peruso. That person is talking a lot about Racine. Um, but, you know, I understand um, that, you know, we've got our Paysour research, who actually is the Federal Reserve and bought the Vatican and controls a lot, controls the Rothschilds, you know, hired them, in fact. And, you know, we've got foreign and domestic billionaires propping up all of this vote fraud in not just Wisconsin, Georgia. You know, uh, we're going to talk about it right now because uh, the other day, uh, the uh, Capital Research gentleman, who's amazing, by the way, uh, went ahead and he was on the hill. Uh, well, excuse me. He went uh, to... He was testifying uh, to the Committee on House Administration on February 7th. Uh, let's listen to this, especially when the clock hits 17. What do you hear? Let's listen. Style, Ranking Member Varel, distinguished members of the committee, thank you for the honor of testifying. I'm president of the Capital Research Center, which studies how special interests engage in politics, especially through nonprofits. 
As people from across the political spectrum know, confidence in our elections needs strengthening. Your right to single out private funding of election offices, which was a scandal in 2020 and continues in the 2024 cycle. We at the Capital Research Center have published online all our data on the private funding of the 2020 election by the Center for Tech and Civic Life, or CTCL, the main conduit for the so-called Zuckbucks. I don't want to relitigate the election, just learn from it. A few data high points first. The percentage of CTCL money that went to jurisdictions Biden won in the battleground states are Arizona, 75% Democrat, Pennsylvania, 83%, Michigan, 86%, Wisconsin, 90%, Georgia, 94%, Nevada, 100%. Mr. Chairman, in your state of Wisconsin, CTCL gave out 188 of its minimum $5,000 grants. It gave out 31 larger grants, three to counties, 28 to cities. 20 of those 28 cities were won by candidate Biden, only eight by candidate Trump. Those 20 Biden cities received 90% of CTCL's dollars in your state. A similar grotesque skewing is seen when we compare the per capita spending in those over $5,000 grants. The average per capita spend in Trump jurisdictions, 55 cents. The average in Biden jurisdictions, $3.75, nearly seven times higher. No wonder the majority of states now ban or restrict such private funding of election offices. No wonder every single governor who's tried to thwart his democratically elected legislature's desire to ban such funding has been a Democrat. No wonder the Wyoming Secretary of State wrote all his county clerks warning them about CTCL, its desires past and present to influence elections with, quote, misleading tactics, and its possible funding from foreign sources. In my home state of Virginia, the opposition to such funding was unanimous in the Senate. Neither party wanted out-of-state billionaires controlling our elections. Yet CTCL ignores this widespread opposition to its agenda and turns instead to ever more insidious schemes to influence elections. Its response to criticism is merely cosmetic. The same day newspaper headlines announced Mark Zuckerberg said he'd never repeat his 2020 election funding, CTCL announced an $80 million rebrand of itself as the Alliance for Election Excellence. <laughs> The latest effort to ensnare local government offices is no less objectionable. The Honest Elections Project has documented the Alliance's infiltrations of two North Carolina counties where CTCL aimed to provide in-kind services that may escape existing private funding bans, and also aimed to receive in-kind services from government offices, including data on voting and offices' internal uh, operations. More recently, CTCL has been discovered scheming to have local offices seek federal disaster funding from FEMA, presumably because the federal government has even more billions than Mr. Zuckerberg, and because this too may circumvent private funding bans while promoting, as one observer put it, quote, the same sort of technical, data-driven, and activist-led manipulation of the election system in favor of Democrats that CTCL mounted in 2020. CTCL will claim it just wants to help Americans vote, but consider a Super Bowl analogy similar to the chairman's. Election offices are the referees of American elections, and the parties are the teams trying to score. If you heard the refs in the Super Bowl were aiming to boost the total points scored, would you feel better about the game's fairness? What if you learned the refs were receiving money and training from people who previously worked for one team's offensive coaching staff? 
Most Americans would say, wait a minute, scoring points is the job of the teams, not the refs. And if the refs were being influenced by alumni of one team, confidence in the Super Bowl would plummet. Well, the people who founded and still run CTCL came from a group the Washington Post gushed was, quote, the Democratic Party's Hogwarts of digital wizardry. Unknown during 2020, CTCL also received $25 million on top of Zuckerberg's millions from the Democratic Party's biggest dark money network run by Arabella advisors. 17. And often, uh, sorry, every year receiving millions of dollars from the foreign billionaire Hans Wies. I don't want either party's operatives playing the refs, and I know Americans won't be confident in elections as long as this scam continues. This scam continues, guys, in every state that he mentioned there, not just one, guys. Arabella Advisors was mentioned at 17 seconds, the dark money network that we, Shady and I, and others, call it the third pillar of election integrity. You also realize that I did a thread back in the day about election magic, you know, fraction magic. That fraction magic was done by Bev Harris, amazing research, and all the contract holders can be vote frauded, okay? We need to understand that this is paid for by foreign billionaires and dom domestic. This is the big this is the head of the snake. There's snakes in Wisconsin. There's snakes in air. But the head of the snake is foreign and domestic billionaires, Hans-Jörg Wies, Pierre Omidar, George Soros, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, and Bill Gates. We can go on. These are the people that need to be cut off from their foundations, stupid. Shady. Yeah, they need to be cut off from their foundations, and all this money needs to be cut off from being applied to your po political atmosphere. There, uh, 25 years ago, there was nowhere close to this type of money in politics. This was all generated after 9-11 and after the Patriot Act and all of these different people that started coming out and creating all of these packs and organizations that amplified it was going on in the background, but it was very subtle. They amplified it. They supercharged it after 9-11 and began this whole run up to uh, keep Democrats, quote unquote, in charge of your country forever. It's very, very interesting whenever you see all these people connected to arabella advisors all of these uh foreign billionaires and and talking points and globalist talking points that are interjected into your media every single day these talking points that we're talking about these these uh, uh circumstances that we are talking about are being underpinned by this rhetoric out of the media consistently and the rhetoric out of the media does what you're constantly seeing people like neil cavuto and sean hannity approaching a conservative and they're asking the conservative about the nonsense that the democrats are publishing over on the left that we all know that is nonsense this is how they're setting up your media as well to engage in, uh, to intake all of this absolute bs and to stand and defend against something that none of us should be defending ourselves against none of us think that th these processes that they're attacking through arabella advisors should be eliminated they're attacking the supreme court they're attacking your right to speak. They're attacking people who speak up at board meetings. They're attacking people that stand up and say that they were uh, uh, censored by social media. Arabella advisors and their cronies. And also, Jeff, to note, it's not just the money that they have. They're getting that money every year. They're spending that money to demean, demoralize, and detract to you every single year. This is yeah. so big. I don't really understand why people want to get in these tiny little caveat conversations 
instead of have the big conversation that's the all-encompassing conversation so that more people can see clearly what's going on. There's big, bigger, and biggest, okay? Correct. And we're talking about the biggest. I mean, look at this. So this is, uh, you know, from uh, mgshow.link slash Arabella, all lowercase. Keep digging. They all have foundations and institutes for a reason. Stupid. And we kept digging. A cagey foreign and domestic dark money network led by Arabella Advisors is the main force changing the outcome of elections and more. In all states. In all Every cities. State. Yes. All assets, foreign and domestic, are being deployed. They all have foundations and institute for a reason. And then we talked about 501c3. We talked about how the Supreme Court in 1983 made these public charities. These public charities should not be politic, but they po political. But again, as you heard, they use 501c4s and PACs to do the political part, but it comes from a 501c3. And it's illegal, guys. Completely. Yeah. On the books, illegal. Already. Yeah. Don't have to need, yeah. don't need legislation. It's already illegal. It's already illegal. We talked about the CTCL, Shady Grove. Look at this. Two we talked about ago. this a long time ago, Shady Grove. Hey, this is two and a half years yeah. ago? Yeah. The Arabella-run New Venture Fund provided $25 million in funding for the Center for Technology and Civic Life, the CTCL, a left-of-center nonprofit passed roughly $350 million to thousands of election offices in the form of COVID-19 relief funds ahead of the 2020 election. Money which originated with Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. And we can also tell you that the New Venture Fund is a direct arm to Hans-Jörg Wies. Conclusively tell you. <laughs> Not a question. Yeah, we know, you know, and they've investigated it. We need investigations. No, we need a lot more. OK, you know, this is when Scott Walter testified in Arizona. Believe it or not, we're winning. But we the people need to you know, keep the pressure on by sharing this blog and talking about Arabella advisors. When somebody says, you know, that only one city is to blame. Yeah, great. Research it. I did. I don't understand what it means. I'm, you know, I asked them to do a thread. They did a thread. I still don't get it. But I can tell you that Arabella Advisors and the and the all the funds that they have and the pop-up funds that they have fund all that. And then, as you know, they use fraction magic in local elections, your city elections, for the contract holders that they want to to make their deals go through. We've figured it out how they do it. We want Follow elimination. We want elimination. We've already done the investigation. We already know where the money is coming from. We can already see they're not hiding it, everybody. I love this idea that like people think that like, you know, this is like something that's sort of hidden over here in the corner under the couch behind the chair and nobody really paying attention to it. They're not hiding it. They don't care that you know, okay? That is the point we're making. They're so brazen, so brash, so unapologetic that they have no sense whatsoever of caring about hiding their criminal activity because they know that they're all involved in criminal activity. And the one thing a criminal won't do is turn over other criminals involved in his criminal activity, especially whenever the whole force that is out there to investigate, quote unquote, is are the people doing it? Right, right. Mm. It's, it's, it's maddening. It's maddening. It really we're, we're all. All the referees are on the take. That's the way you can look at this. The referees of the uh, American game are all on the take. And they're bought by one team or the other. It doesn't matter which team owns the ref. Someone does. That means it's not a yeah. that means it's a rigged game. 
So fraction magic, right? Shady Grove was the you know second yes. pillar of election integrity, right? And let's let's watch a little bit of this. I did this thread two days after the 2020 election, guys. Okay, here, check it out. I found something that it just it reeked when I first found it. But then the intrigue made me say, well, why is it there? Votes being counted as money. 16,034 votes and point three. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You can divide up people. So the master computer can divide whole votes up into fractions. And we'll see what that can do to an election. This thing becomes God to determine who the sheriff will always be, who the district attorney will always be, who the mayor will always be. Contract signing authority belongs to whoever I decide the winner is going to be. Uh, Contract signing authority goes to who I want the winners to be. And then they use the CTCL and COVID funds and Arabella advisors and foreign billionaires to pay these people off. Are you guys understanding? I think we're all understanding that we need to go to the head of the snake, not one of the, you know, rattle, not the rattle. We need to be at the other end, Shady Groove. Yes, we do. We have to be at the other end and we have to be on the same page at the other end and we have to be willing to say the truth out loud, whether it be about supporting Trump or whether it be about corruption within the system. I don't believe that this corruption within the voting system is going to get fixed before 2024, everybody. This is an ongoing conversation. This is something that we have to expose for people to recognize that it is a problem so that the majority of people can understand what it is they're trying to think about. The media has people so confused and twisted around about what it is that you should be thinking about and what it is that you should consider a priority that no, nobody can figure it out. And at the core yeah. of your country, at the very core of your country is the vote. Okay. That's the core. If it's either a free vote or it is not a free vote, there's no ambiguity there. If it is not a free vote, that means it is a rigged vote. If it is a rigged vote, that it means the system is not working. If there are people in charge of the rigging, that means they need to be exposed and shown for what they are. And that's what the media is supposed to do. But guess what? They don't do it because they're part or partner in it. And so every single person that you've seen in this globalist nut job of a world that we live in coming after Donald Trump, they're pissed off at Donald Trump because Donald Trump says America first. That's really it. I understand that there's all these other things that go on out there, but really someone in that position at the bully pulpit saying America first, that is the death nail. If they mean it, that is the death nail to these globalist minions out there. They all know it. And they're all going to try to fight every single game that they can play. They're going to play on us, everybody. They're going to play on us. So we have to be diligent. Yeah. We can't get super hyper-focused in one little tiny area. We have to be talking about yeah. the pervasiveness of the whole situation. Exactly right. The head of the snake. Now, look, I wanted to just show you guys one more time. Computer glitch. Remember they were talking about it? I did this thread on November 7th, 2020, folks. You know, so it's uh, showing all the different places where they have footprints of, you know, Dominion. And, you know, this breaks it up between, you know, all the different gems, Dem Dominion, Heart, and ESNS. This is what you got in your local county, guys. This is what you should be fighting as well. Uh, paper ballots, right? Don't let Donald Trump cheat. We need paper ballots. <laughs> and voter ID. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly so, uh, right. 
We need all that. We need all. So just wanted to like, you know, kind of step back and show you that this is all foreign and and it's a QD code, guys. They all have foundations and institute for a reason, guys. This is a decode from Q. Okay. We found a lot of little foundations. You know, we're going over here, this foundation, that foundation, but we didn't find this one yet. And we found it, Shady Groove. We did find it. And then we found all of its tentacles. Yeah. Don't let me say that because, you know. Uh, and we had, you know, a lot of people working on this guys and it was very good. It's a very good write-up, uh, mg.show slash Arabella, uh, excuse me, mgshow.link slash Arabella, all lowercase, or you can just go to mg.show and search for Arabella, but mgshow.link slash Arabella, A-R-A-B-E-L-L-A is where you need to go or you know just go on my twitter threads as well i you know i put it up there underneath the video that we just watched and at 17 seconds he says arabella advisors <laughs> how cool is that shitty and dark money how many times do you think dark money is in a q post i nominate us for a pulitzer uh-huh. <laughs> now we're officially nominated we want our pulitzer i like it, I like it. <laughs> thank you i like it define dark money compare donors you know look at this did we think? <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> All right. So 1935, focus here. Raise troubling questions about Halper, who is believed to have worked with the CIA and part of the matrix of players in Bureau's crossfire hurricane investigation into Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. Halper, who assisted the FBI in the Russia investigation, appears to also have given have significant ties to the Russia government as well as sources connected directly to Vladimir Putin. Define projections. D's scream when POTUS meets with Putin. D's demand to hold hearings with the interpreter used during the private POTUS-Putin meeting. D's demand all meetings with Putin to be canceled. If POTUS knows everything, control over what orgs are central to operational success, one, the DOJ, two, the FBI, three, the NSA, four, the U.S. military, five, the state, six, foreign assets ask yourself if the above are central to operational success who would you pick to lead such orgs hrc election loss equals clinton inflow stop clinton inflow stop equals no name institute inflow ramp compare donors define dark money direct correlation he did not depart on his own terms think flynn 30 exactly 30 <sighs> <laughs> oh boy does that read different now back no put it put, put the post back up i want to point something in there if you would please so i can see it um <laughs> yeah where it says the clinton inflow stop so in other words the, they're basically saying there because of hillary clinton's cash flow stopping they needed to find a different way to implement the money you being utilized because clinton foundation was no longer a viable option and then it mentions flynn and 30 right there and Flynn is telling us that he is building his own Arabella advisors for the right. Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Dark money. Now, still dark money, even if it's on the right. Let, let's look at the next post that uh, Q quoted 1936. So that he quoted 1935 with the one we just read and says, think for yourself, research for yourself, trust yourself. Clickbait opinions are designed to attract reader to subscribe and or follow or shape a pre-designed narrative. Follow the facts. Yeah. Sheep, no more. Q. Wow. You know, I love that right there, Jeff. That that right there, that all caps, follow the facts. Didn't Whenever Q posted that a number of times, didn't you take that to mean 
research the truth and go where the truth goes, no matter where the truth goes, find the facts and follow them. Doesn't that mean that? He did not depart on his own terms. (laughs) Boom! Follow the facts, not follow the celebrities, not follow the personalities, not follow something that someone else said. Just like what Bill Cooper says, listen to everyone, research everything, and don't believe anything unless you can prove it with your own personal research. That is so, so critical to what we're doing here every single day to recognize that a number of these people that are pushing out their research, quote unquote, their research, were way off the mark. Yeah. And so you got McCain Institute. Let's look at this. Uh, This is uh, a video. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, No. Oh, this is it right here. I think there was a McCain Institute. Yeah. I think I have it here. Let me just go double check here. Hang on one second. Do, 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 do. So what's really good on the iPhone, if you go to like somebody's profile and you want to search a post, you just hit the in the upper on their on their profile. There's a search button. Okay, you hit that search and it'll say, it'll search at in the matrix posts. And I'll put M C C A I N I N S T I T U T E, and I will find this. So McCain Institute. Who do you think, Shady, <laughs> spoke oh, at the McCain Institute? Oh, I'll I'll look right. it up for the audience. All right, let's let's uh, let's I'll just watch it. a little bit of it. Here we go. I know you will. I would expect <laughs> nothing less. That's, that's everybody's goal. So um, I guess I'll I'll start first if I can. Just you know, thanking McCain Institute, thanking the McCain family, um, thanking um, Cindy. What this institute represents. The you know, thank thanks for the opportunity to talk about these really challenging problems that we have. Um, think that's uh i think mm-hmm. use your own eyes mm-hmm. and your own discernment. that was july 14th 2023 and that was a month ago so it was uh june of 2023 less than a year ago mm-hmm. and think mm-hmm. and and that will if i'm not mistaken that came on the heels of the hawaii fires wasn't that mm-hmm. after that yes mm-hmm. i think so mm-hmm. get your me for president shirt oh my god I'll take three. <laughs> <laughs> um, very interesting here. I want to give you this. This is uh, Marcella Rose Peach helped Operation Underground Railroad plant a gun, 30 grams of cocaine, and 15 papers of printed child porn on a political activist. Oh, wait a minute. Planting child porn on a political activist? That doesn't sound like what? rescuing children. What? I thought it was rescuing children. Isn't that what that is? Oh. Planting child porn on politicians' computers and rescuing children. I'm, I'm going to note that, bro. I, I didn't have that in the definition list. I'm going to get that down. I'm sorry about that. It kind of sounds like he picked up where Jeffrey F- Epstein left off. I'm sorry to say, guys. But, Boy, burst does, your bubble. but we're going to go through it because it needs to be reported on. This is uh, Adam Herbitz. There are four cases against Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. We are reporting on the cases. We're not making any, you know, judgments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's up to the courts. I'm currently catching up on some reading relating four civil lawsuits against Tim Ballard and Operation Underground Railroad. And we'll pop, post the documents below. Lawsuit number one, plaintiffs Sasha Hightower, Mary Hall, Kira Kinch, uh, excuse me, Kira Lynch, MK, and DS. Motion to dismiss filed by the Spear Fund, a.k.a. Liberty and Light, 
Tim Ballard's new nonprofit, Spear Fund says it wasn't founded until after the alleged sexual misconduct took, took place. Therefore, it cannot be held liable. <laughs> okay. Number two, uh, lawsuit number one, motion to dismiss filed by slave stealers. Guys, it says that the lawsuit is primarily aimed at our... It's called slave stealers, folks. Can't make it up. Motion to dismiss by slave stealers. It says the lawsuit primarily aimed at OUR and Tim Ballard that there was no wrongdoing perpetuated by slave stealers despite Tim Ballard's involvement in the company. And I had posted a bunch of that in our chat. I didn't put a thread together on it, but uh, I've got some, you know, it's, it's Tim Ballard related. Lawsuit number two, Celeste and Mike Borries. A very thorough answer to the lawsuit filed by Rockwell Group. I'm told that this is one of the for-profit companies tied to Tim Ballard's books, merchandise, speaking gigs. At times, they spoke on behalf of Ballard and OUR. So he's showing you everything. And you, the, their links are in there. Okay, guys? Rockwell Group admits that Tim Ballard worked with the CIA, but doesn't address whether he was an unpaid intern uh, who was fired. Okay, CIA, that's always good. Oh, yeah, that's good. Lawsuit number two, Rockwell Group denies these allegations surrounding Tim Ballard's departure from OUR. Lawsuit number two, again, continued. Rockwell Group admits Tim Ballard at times visited strip clubs and massage parlors in order to gather intel and did, in fact, gather intel. Rockwell Group <laughs> says Tim Ballard did, in fact, save women and children. Rockwell Group denies allegations. You got to be fair. They deny allegations related to flying first class to get there and staying at four uh, five-star hotels on luxury yachts or at beachfront ver uh, verbos. Okay, so lawsuit number two, Rockwell Group denies that Tim uh, became a character of mythical proportions with unquestioned legitimacy. Uh, Rockwell Group denies that one of Ballard's closest friends in Utah Attorney General, Sean Reyes, and Reyes was promoting Ballard until just recently to be the next United States Senator from the state of Utah. And there they are, Ballard and Reyes. Uh, lawsuit number two, Rockwell Group admits Jan Russin uh, assisted OUR and Mr. Ballard in profiling and finding targets in order to rescue women and children from child trafficking. Rockwell Group says that it lacks sufficient knowledge on whether uh, Janet Rusin uh, used psychic powers to speak with a dead Mormon prophet named Nephi for intel. Rockwell Group denies that ne uh, through Nephi, Rusin would inform Ballard about how and where ops should occur along providing uh, reassurance and justification of everything Ballard did. This is Fact Check Utah support psychic intel co contradicts police data. Rockwell Group admits that OUR employed a technique called couples ruse, but denies that OUR required women who Ballard found attractive to partner with and accompany him on his ops. Okay, let's go to lawsuit number three. Wow, guys. I mean, lawsuit number two is, is huge here, guys. But let's just, can you guys can, I'll drop it here. You guys can go look at it. Here's the text that are really weird. We've reported that. Um, lawsuit two, look at this. So this is Rockwell Group says Celeste Borey's approached Tim Ballard about doing undercover operations, not the other way around. This photo was from a Fox interview when Tim Ballard got angry and walked out. Um, Rockwell Group denies that Tim Ballard's first conversation with Celeste Borey's was about going undercover. Rockwell Group denies that she was provided a salary and benefit. Rockwell Group says Borey's consented to Ballard's undercover techniques. Um, lawsuit number two. So the undercover techniques, so she had to consent to something that probably wasn't really nice, guys. I mean, that's weird. They deny that OUR internal investigation included that allegations against Ballard were true and uh, subsequently informed OUR that Ballard was sexually assaulting and trafficking women using the couple's ruse as an excuse. These are the women that are in the, in the case. All right, so 
Two is really long, guys. Uh, this is still number two. I mean, wow, folks. Uh, just go look at it. You know, these are lawsuits. You know, I know people say, oh, that's, that's convenient and all that other stuff, but it is an actual lawsuit. And there are actually people that are, you know, swearing that they're telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as well. So we need to look at it. So this is Bree Ryder. Uh, he's got a whole thread on this. This is a third lawsuit has been filed against Ballard and Operation Underground. The plaintiff is Jordan Bree Ryder from Virginia. She's a licensed uh, clinical social worker. Okay. Um, Operation Underground Railroad has filed a motion to dismiss. The nonprofit says the suit must be dismissed because Bree Ryder signed our liability waiver before getting injured from training exercise at OUR Gym in, in Jim and Draper. Uh, this is lawsuit number four, the one filed by Suzanne Whitehead. She dropped Utah AG Sean Reyes, Reyes as a defendant, but OU, not OUR or Tim Ballard. Okay, so they dropped Reyes but kept Tim Ballard on the lawsuit. Lawsuit number four, uh, they have filed a motion. OUR has filed a motion to dismiss. Suzanne Whitehead says that it was intimidated when she started voicing her concerns about OUR rescue on social media. OUR says trying to amicably resolve dispute is not grounds for a lawsuit. Our OUR says it bears no liability for the actions of Sean Reyes and that he was not under OUR's control or authorized to act on OUR's behalf. My reporting shows Reyes's own campaign disclosure once listed he was a member of OUR Rescue Advisory Board. And there's the sauce there. So there you have it in a nutshell, just some things that are going on, Shady Groove. I don't know. What do you, you know, we just, we're just going to keep reporting on it and looking at it. Absolutely. We're going to keep reporting on it and looking at it. It's just very interesting that a number of people were throwing this guy up less than six months ago, telling you that he was a viable candidate to be a uh, Romney replacement. Interesting enough in Utah as a Senator. I think that's absolutely uh, hilarious to say the least. And uh, um, guys, don't, don't, don't tell your, your uh, significant other that you went to the strip club to gather intel. That's not a good excuse. It's intel. <laughs> oh, it's intel. Oh, oh, now I get it. <laughs> so did you get the rub and tug full release massage? It was intel. <laughs> Had to do it. All right, guys. With that, dark money. Dark money and Arabella advisors was talked about at 17 seconds. Share that clip. It's a, the head of the snake, guys. I guarantee you. That's why we're so over the target. God bless you all. We'll see you tomorrow, which is Friday, Shady Groove. Another good show. Yes, sir. Love y'all.
Determine who has won. Dark money. Everywhere you turn, Dark money. has no concern. Dark money. And we wonder where it ends. It never ends. It never ends. It never mgshow.link slash Arabella, all lowercase. Follow the money. Dark money. Arabella advisors. Dark money. Exposed on the MG Show. www.mg.show. Boom, www.mg.show. Boom. <laughs>